Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Scary Savannah and Beyond. This is going to be episode number 62, and it's probably got one of the coolest names of any episode that I've seen so far. I like it. Sloth. Sloth. Sloth furnaces. Yeah, we gave it away. Yeah, but you don't know what that is, and if you do, you're going to find out again. (laughs) So, Crystal, please tell me, how has your week been, and in, in what way... Does it involve your undying love and devotion to me? Well, it's been fabulous. And it's been probably, this has to be because of you. I'm an excellent pinball player, apparently. Oh, she is. I'm sure in some way you had something to do with it. You were telling me that I couldn't do it, which makes me do things. Okay, see, I wasn't saying that to be derogatory to her. She was struggling. We were all struggling. I was telling our friend that was there with us, I said, you know what? There's a surefire way I can get her to do good at anything. And that's to tell her that there is in no way, shape, or fashion that she can do the said thing in any shape or fashion. So I said, Crystal, you will not do well at this game. Now, this she knew I was saying this in a sense to try to egg her on. <laughs> so she proceeded to just destroy the thing in that game. And only that game, you know, the one that I said she couldn't do. Yeah. And what did you end up with? Like 185 million. And I think my top score that night was 60 something million. But to give you an idea of how good that is, the top score in the machine is like 685 million. Mm-hmm. And that's ridiculous. No one's coming mm-hmm. close to that. And she's just like, ding, 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 ding. As a matter of fact, I mean, we might have a little bit of video I could post on here, just uh, just a short snippet of you putting your initials into the machine. Yeah, so I got third place on that machine. I wonder if it still stands. I don't know. We'll have to go find out, I guess, to see if you are still, indeed, the pinball wizard. I'm also excited because we're about to leave for Vegas soon. Yeah, you were asking me earlier how much money we should take with us, and yeah. you didn't seem amused when I said, all, all of the it, money? Let's, let's get along. <laughs> oh, no. And I know some guys. Oh, no, we're not doing that. They said it would it would be a favor. Oh, and they're obviously going to be reputable people if they say it. they do us a favor. And at some point, I may need to do them a that favor. like one of those scams we were talking about the other day. <laughs> no, the this one's a little break different. Break your kneecaps. Yeah. We'd just like to take a brief moment to welcome our newest patron. And that would be Christy Williams. Thank you so much for joining our Patreon and getting the exclusive content. Your support is very much appreciated. And if you would like to join along with Christy, then you can go to patreon.com forward slash scary Savannah. So this week we are going to be visiting our neighboring state. Aha, the Atlantic Ocean. Close. I'm talking about. Right out there. It's a state, right? (laughs) It's not a state. Okay. I'm talking about Alabama. Have you ever been to Alabama? 
You know good and well I ain't never been in Alabama my whole life. Well, you've been to a lot of states. I've I don't flown remember over them. It. I don't remember all of them. I've been to Mississippi. Does that count? No. Okay. Well, then no. I'm pretty sure I've never been there. If you haven't, I haven't because I've only been to most states with you. Well, I am a well-traveled man. Mm-hmm. So this story takes place in Birmingham, which is located in the north-central part of the state. And that's also where they love the governor. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> it's the third most populous city in Alabama with a current population of over 197,000 people. So, I don't know why I was thinking it would be bigger than that. It's that the third is, most populous. But that is about, you know, two to three times the size of this little city we live on. Just a little. By magnitude of 10. <laughs> so what do you think is more popular, populous? Uh, the more populous? Yeah, there's two cities. Two cities in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Is Mobile in Alabama? It is. It's the only other it. city I know. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Mobile, even though you've already told me it's wrong. Do you know the capital of Alabama? Tuscaloosa? No. Um, what's it start with? Uh, M. Montgomery? Right. Montpelier? It's Montgomery. Marshalltown? Yes, it was Montgomery. That was my first guess after the other several guesses. That's the most populous since it's the capital. That makes sense. It does. And I think the other one is Huntsville, but I'm not sure. That was going to be my 10th guess. So Birmingham was named after one of England's main industrial cities. Because of its abundance of iron ore, coal, and limestone, which are things they use to make steel, Birmingham became the primary industrial center of the South, garnering the nicknames the Magic City and the Pittsburgh of the South. And you know why Actually, they say that, right? Because they're still city. Because they're stealers. Yeah, I know. The Stillers. That's what they pretty call sure, them. They're Stillers. Pretty sure they were named after the Steel City. Birmingham is the only place in the world where these three minerals can be found in close proximity in large amounts. Now, I did learn something tonight. In the whole world. That is insane. So, let's go back in time and find out what was going on in the early days of Birmingham. I bet it had something to do with Leonard Skinner. It probably did. The year was 1871, so we're just a few years after the Civil War. Birmingham is established, and this is the time when the infrastructure of the United States is in disarray from the war. This sounds like the setup to one of our European board game things we play. Yeah. It's like, picture yourself. It's 1871. <laughs> the world's falling apart. you got to rebuild roads. Right. And it's, you got to terraform something. Here are your meeples. <laughs> There's a need for pig iron, which is also known as crude iron. I know that. Did you? I do. Tell me about pig iron. Pig iron, stuff like this, they use it to make valves, which oh. is the boring thing I do in real life is sell valves. Well, they also use it to make steel, which I guess is what valves can be made out of. They can be made out of steel, but there are various types of steel. You've got carbon steel. You've got stainless steel. You've got high alloys. Different components make up steel. Well, that's interesting. See how boring my <laughs> real life job is? I sounded like I was interested in that. So apparently, I'm sorry, Jeremy. In 1871, we needed a lot of steel for building railroads, skyscrapers, all that good stuff, cars, things. Steel is important. So enter Colonel James Withers Sloss. He looks like he should have his own barbecue sauce, don't oh, he? he should. You could just slap that picture right there on the barbecue sauce and it'd be like, <laughs> Colonel James Withers Sloss, sloppy barbecue sauce. <laughs> so good it'll make you put your mama in a car. He missed an opportunity. I know, man. But he looks like he was thinking about it at the time. Yeah. They just didn't have barbecue sauce on store shelves. Because they needed to fix the roads. That's true. So I guess he did what he had to do right then. If he'd been born at a different time, maybe. I know. He's probably a visionary like me. He was. 
So he comes in and he builds some giant furnaces because you have to smelt pig iron, apparently. Yeah, you do. So, you ever seen Terminator 2? I have. You remember that scene where the Terminator's melting in the... I'm sorry if I'm spoiling a movie for you that's 40 <laughs> for years 1992. old. 1992. <laughs> <laughs> the following year, in 1872, he opens up his pig iron factory and begins to employ hundreds of workers. Working with furnaces is a dangerous job. And many workers died, usually by falling into furnaces. People still die today in the steel industry. It is a quite dangerous environment to be in. They didn't have very many workplace safety laws, I'm guessing. This is how they determined safety back then. Uh, tell you what, here you go. Here's a towel. Soak it in a little bit of water. <laughs> You'll be Wrap fine. it around your body and jump in that furnace. <laughs> You'll be fine. But this place really looks terrifying. There are giant furnaces, scary wheels, tunnels. Oh. Isn't that scary? I'll tell you what, the only thing I've ever seen that scared me more, because I've been to industrial plants, I've been to power plants, I've been to various places. The scariest thing I've ever seen is I went to a power plant in South Carolina, and I climbed on the side of the boiler. Mm. And these boilers are massive things. And the way a boiler works, if you don't know, well, at least in a power plant, they pulverize the coal into a powder, mm -hmm. and then they inject it into the the burning area, and they have a thing called the fireball. And it's basically a big ball of fire that's like right there in the boiler, and the boiler's shaking like crazy, and it's really hot, very cold, dusty everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's really as close to hell as you can get on well, Earth. Well, you must have not read ahead because I was about to say that. <laughs> well, that's the workers, a boiler and a power plant. The workers equated it with working at the gates of hell. <laughs> so it's very similar right. to the power industry's boilers. Yeah. So temperatures could reach over 3,800 degrees inside these furnaces, making the inside of the factory reach up to 120 degrees. Or about the temperature we keep our house at, yeah. at a normal summer day. It was so hot that the workers would have to eat salt tablets to keep from passing out. So I'm guessing they didn't have Gatorade yet. You know who invented Gatorade? Yeah, it was a coach for the Florida Gators. It's crazy that they called it Gatorade, right? I uh, know. Over the years, instead of improving safety, it only got worse. In 1887, a man named Richard Jowers was standing near the top of the furnace when he slipped and fell in. Rumor says they were only able to remove his head and a few bones. Who would have to want to have that job? And how would that survive the temperatures when anything else didn't? So I doubt that was true. Well, you know the scene from The Lord of the Rings when yeah. they're in Mount Doom and Gollum yeah. falls into the lava. Yeah. I'm assuming steel is similar to lava. <laughs> and you see people falling in lava and they sink, they sink. Well, it's actually very dense. Yeah. So you're not going to like fall in it and sink like it's in water. You'd probably just sit on top of it and burn it. Yeah, up. but how, so that some, might be how, how are you going to retrieve it? it? With a it's hook. Gonna, they got hooks. They've got tools. Okay. They've got implements. I know they got this gigantic wrench. That they would use to turn the wheel, and it was they had to use a machine to move the wrench, and they would put the wrench onto the center nut, bolt, whatever it was. Be a and, nut. And then, that's what I said. And then, Or it could be a bolt. It could be either. It could be. Well, they would put it on there with the machine, and then all the men would have to take sledgehammers and just hammer the thing until it would move. You know what they call that in the industry? What? A cheater bar. Really? <laughs> yeah, because you're applying large amounts of torque here. Like a lever. And uh, it's a lever, but you're hitting it with that. And basically, when people can't unscrew things, mm -hmm. what they'll do is if there's a lever, they'll take a piece of pipe, stick it over it, which gives you a lot yeah. more of a lever. Yeah. And then they either hit it or hit it with a sledgehammer. 
cool. Not the recommended procedures, but that's how it happens. No. In the early 1900s, the foreman of the night shift was named James Slag Wormwood. He sounds like a really stand-up guy. Well. He wasn't. He wasn't? No, he wasn't. Well, the name might Slag? Slag. There goes old Slag. He's one of the finest stand-up guys I ain't never met. He was all about increasing production and was not concerned with the safety of his workers. Under his leadership, more than 50 workers died, and numerous others were injured in accidents, including an explosion that blinded six workers. Somehow, I just imagine alcohol was involved. Well, somehow, I just imagine alcohol was probably always involved. <laughs> I could just see him with a little flask in his jacket walking Like, around. right after that happened, yeah. he's just like, <sighs> Tuesday. Yeah. Well, you can only push people around so far, and according to rumor and Reader's Digest, the workers revolted and threw old slag into a furnace known as Big Alice. They always got to have something like that. Like, yeah. you, you can't just call it furnace number four. No. <laughs> That's old Big Alice yeah. over there, and she is quite a hungry woman. <laughs> because of all the deaths and accidents, there is no shortage of people claiming that it's haunted. There have been hundreds of claims throughout the years, and it's been featured on numerous shows like Scariest Places on Earth, Ghost Adventurers, Ghost Hunters, all the hits. All the big names. In 1926, a night watchman claimed that he was pushed from behind, but no one was there, and he heard a voice say, get back to work. Uh, that's old slag getting back on the job right there, I bet. In 1947, three supervisors went missing. They were later found unconscious in the boiler room. They had no idea how they got there, but claimed that they had an encounter with a badly burned man who told them to, quote, Push more steel. Mm, a badly burned man. Sounds like slags yeah, in a various locations. Yeah. Before the plant closed down for good in 1971, Samuel Blumenthal, who was also a night watchman, was standing around taking in the sights one final time. He was admiring Big Alice, I assume, when he encountered what he called the most frightening thing I'd ever seen. It was evil appearing as half man and half demon. The entity tried to push him up the stairs, but he did not want to go up the stairs, so the entity started punching him in the face. Well, this one sounds pretty direct. Yeah, and remember, he's a burning demon man. A burning demon man that wants him to push some steel. So a doctor's exam proved that Samuel was covered in extreme burns. So it wasn't just a spiritual thing. This creature really him. was burning mm -hmm. on fire. Right. In 2001, a team from a CBS affiliate did an investigation. We're going to link the video in the show notes. It's on YouTube. They heard noises like footsteps and even what sounded like machinery operating. They captured a lot of orbs in their photos. Several psychics that were there said they felt spirits. They claimed to have captured a picture that looks like a face, but the picture I saw was just super grainy, so I'm not really sure what that was. Well, if you can give it to me, I'll try to put it on the podcast and see if I can magnify and enhance. Yeah. So in 2005, two psychic investigators from the TV show Airline made a trip to Sloss Furnaces. There's an exclamation point after the word airline just to yeah. punch it you, home. You've got to watch that show. It's really funny. While investigating, the husband's hand, this is a husband and wife team. Okay. And the husband's hand began to bleed and there was an unexplained cut on his hand. So this this happened while he was talking or communicating with someone named Samuel. Could it be? The Samuel. The Samuel that got punched in the face by the demon. I'm thinking that the odds are 120%. <laughs> they also claim they captured the, quote, image of a spirit on camera. So I found their video on YouTube. Okay. It's pretty interesting. It's an older video, like I said, 2005. So it's dated. 
And it reminded me a lot of that WNUF Halloween special that yeah. we watched. You would love it. Uh, I love that show. I love both of them. Yeah. So I did see the cut on the man's hand, but the image of a spirit that they caught on camera, it was an it orb. Was an orb. It was an orb. It's an orb. It's it was a, a dust particle or an orb. It was a pretty impressive orb. I haven't seen one like it, but it was an orb nonetheless. And it's like the one person was taking a picture with a camera and the other person took a picture behind them with the camera, and they both captured the same thing at the same time. Well, I would say, and that it was like with an orb. I'm not discounting that it could, that it's not a spiritual thing. I mean, yeah. it could be a spirit. It probably is. I don't know. I'm just saying, why can't anyone get a picture of a burning demon face? Exactly. Telling me to push some steel. Exactly. Like have like a little air bubble quote thing. That yeah, floating saying. right yeah. over his head, right there <laughs> so in the picture. So we know for sure what I mean, you're trying to sell. Get, to, trying to, get to the point. So we're going to link this video in the show notes also. So you guys check it out and tell us if you think the orb is a dust particle or slag. Or a bug. Or a bug. Could be a bug. It really didn't look like a bug or anything. Like a lot of orbs I see or I could just be like, oh, no, that's not anything. But this one's pretty, pretty interesting. Does it flash by or is it No, floating? it's sitting right there and it doesn't move. Okay. Well, then that might. Usually most orbs you see are moving. And so mm-hmm. it can be aberrations on a camera mm-hmm. lens. It could be bugs. It could be any dust particles with you, when you have a light and it'll reflect off of it and give yeah. you that yeah. appearance. Like I'm sure if in this room I did it. In a low light situation, we'd see orbs in here. Mm-hmm. But then again, this room well, is haunted. Also so probably that in this room. would probably make sense, and I'm not going to do You're that. You're not going to do that. In 2012, the team from Ghost Adventures, that's our boy Zach Bagans. Zach Bagans. They visited, and they were physically assaulted. They get assaulted they do. all the time. Like every episode we watch, he's out there. He, he says, now don't do this. Yeah. And then he goes and taunts something. Yeah, he has a tendency to provoke. So that might be why he's always getting beat up. Hey, I'm telling you, the spirits ain't going nothing but like me. Because there's one thing I am. It's easy to get along with. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to confront them probably. Nope. This was season one, episode two of Ghost Adventures. And you have to buy this episode, so I didn't. I'm already convinced it's haunted, so I don't need to spend another 99 cents for confirmation. You might. You never know. Maybe when we're in Vegas, I can go talk to old Zach and say, it's your buddy Brett, you know, from Scary and his security (laughs) is pulling me out of his mansion. In 2014, TAPS, which is Ghost Hunters, visited Sloss Furnaces and filmed absolutely phenomenal footage, according to them. That sounds like sales speak. (laughs) It proves the presence of supernatural activity. Okay. I didn't want to pay for this absolutely phenomenal footage either, so I'm just going to take their word for it. They seem credible. I mean, they've got a TV show, and what do I know? I'm just a podcaster, so yeah. I'm going to believe what they say. I mean, TV people, they... I mean, I get all my news from TV and Facebook. Routinely. I mm-hmm. mean, Facebook, TikTok. Mm-hmm. You can get all kinds of medical well, advice from TikTok. Well, I haven't moved into the land of TikTok yet, but I think once I do, it's there, there's no coming back from it. It's like what's well, consumed your mom. I hasn't know it? she loves it. She is. She basically should be employed by us for zero dollars a year to be our TikTok resource manager. Yeah, she's always sending me cool TikToks. She probably and knows how to use it better is, than I do. A lot of times, I, I forget to open them because, like, I'm usually doing something when they come through, and I'm like, "Oh, I'll look at that in a minute," and then I forget. And, then and so it's I just miss TikToks, late. but I have seen, she has sent me some cool ones lately. Yeah. Investigators often feel like people are nearby when no one is around. They hear banging noises. There are whistles that are known to blow for no reason. Loud footsteps can be heard walking along the metal catwalks. Machinery is heard, even though the plant is no longer operational. 
They hear disembodied voices. And there's that large wheel I was talking about. These are There's several of them. They're 20 feet in diameter, so they're massive. Big old pieces of metal. Yeah, and the story with this wheel is that one of the workers was sitting too close to it on his lunch break, and his clothing got caught in, and he was sucked into the wheel. What a horrific thing to happen. Yes, and with each turn of the wheel, there was less and less of the man left. That sounds almost more like a legend than a real thing. I'm pretty sure they gave a name for this worker. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm sure it's happened. It probably happened more than once. Reports of screams can be heard from near that wheel in the night. No, no, no. Why you want to go to Alabama now? From 1997 to 2020, the board that runs the Sloss Furnaces Company would put on an event every year during the Halloween season called Sloss Fright Furnace. Ooh, that sounds like a haunted house. Yes. It cost half a million dollars to put on this event every year, and it drew over a million visitors. That sounds like a lot of money to put into a Halloween-themed event. Well, apparently they were able to recoup the money all that time until 2020 hit. Well, I can't imagine what happened in 2020. Let's not talk about it. Sadly, they stopped, and this is their quote of why. Bright Furnace, in its current format, is too disruptive to school tours and other operations. We do not consider the event well aligned with Sloss's mission or the image we wish to present. So they're like trying to rebrand themselves or something. Oh, we're family friendly now. <laughs> we only have family friendly fiery demon ghosts. So they were still going to be allowed to do it, but it was going to be less days and they didn't feel like they could make the money back. You're, you're investing that kind of money into an event. Yeah, it just it's, wasn't cost you know, effective anymore for that. Look, I mean, Satan's not coming out of hell to work at a Sloss family event for anything less than, you know, 150 k So, you know, you can't throw him that kind of money. He's he expects Slag to show up for he less. Slag, yeah. I mean, Slag probably asks for a little less than Satan himself, but he's still got to get paid. To this day, if you visit the grounds of the Sloss Furnaces, and you can because it's a National Historic Landmark, and it's got its very own plaque and everything. Does it have its own drink? It might. But you might hear the voice of James Slag Wormwood yelling, get back to work. It seems he's still trying to keep his workers in line. And if you listen closely, you may hear him unscrewing his flask. That's probably not true. I just made that up. But it should be. But it should be true. Yeah. <laughs> get back to work. Screw, screw, screw. <laughs> and if you listen even closer, you can hear him take a little nip. You might. In addition to being an historic landmark slash museum, it was, for a few years, a concert festival venue. They called it Sloss Fest. It just just sounds like a metal fest. Ozzy's played at this, I'm sure. Some of the bands that were featured were Arcade Fire, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, Widespread Panic, Alabama Shakes, Ryan Adams, Death Cab for Cutie, Sturgill Simpson, and The War on Drugs. Hmm. I'm familiar with a few of those. I do like Alabama Shakes. I'm familiar with a few of them as and well. Death Cab for Cutie. None of them are by any means my favorite bands. No, I've heard of I've Brian heard of Adams, them. but not Ryan Adams, but I guess I'm old. Huh, well, <laughs> Ryan Adams is probably some new artist. He's probably a country guy. Probably. He's got a very country name. Sadly, all that ended in 2018. Did the ghost throw him out? I don't know. I think it's... Uh, Money thing again. We're rebranding. We don't believe in music anymore. All we have now is interpretive dance. R.I.P. Sloss Fest. But the good news is, it's still a sought-after venue for events. According to WorldClassWeddingVenues.com, Sloss Furnaces is more than a historical treasure. It is also a premier event venue 
hosting weddings, corporate functions, formals, birthday parties, and reunions. With six unique rental areas, Sloss Furnaces offers something for everyone. The historic nature of Sloss Furnaces makes it a memorable and unique location for any event. Yeah, I mean, do you have to pay extra to have a room that doesn't have a demonic factory worker telling you to get back to work? Yeah, that's probably like, it's like a premier package. It's a premier package. We call this the slag package. Yeah, but look at these wedding photos. This is pretty cool. I do like the lighting. Yeah, it's nice. So Sloss is the only museum of its kind in the world where you can wonder about on your own and explore. Well, you would be so bored if we went there then. Uh-huh. I really want to go. You would be so bored because I would. There are probably no plaques. Though. There are. Oh, well, then you'd definitely be too bored. <laughs> you know, I'm going to sit there and read every one. Well, I've already watched a, like a virtual tour, not virtual, but the guy was walking through there and telling stuff. It was really interesting. That's how I learned about the wrench. Everything's interesting when you read the plaque. True. And it's, uh, I've already checked, it's only a six hour drive from here. So I'm going to plan us a trip. Okay, well, we'll go to Alabama and wear our Georgia Bulldogs colors, that which ain't far really off from Alabama. That might really anger old slag. The old slag come out and be like, you sorry son of a gun. I'm serious. I want to go there. I think it's pretty cool. I'm cool with that. It's it's bigger than you think. It's a pretty big site, so there's a lot to see. And I think a lot of the equipment dates to the 1920s. Okay, so it's like the pinnacle of automation and safety. Oh, it's for like they sure. join together. For sure. Sort of like a will and cogs. <laughs> exactly like mm, that. Okay. So that is the history and hauntings of Sloss Furnaces Company. What All do you right. think about it? I think I want a t-shirt for the Sloss Furnaces. I bet they exist. Oh, that would be awesome. I want a coffee mug. I want to find out if they have their own drink. Do they have their own coffee? We'll find out because they got to have a gift shop if it's a museum. Well, we're going to go. Okay. Just like we say we're doing all this stuff. That no, we but never this do. one I feel like we'll be in we Vegas. Do. No, not I'm talking about like March. Okay, when it warms up a little. Yeah. So I guess that's gonna bring us to that portion of the show where we like to do what? Insert graphic here. What, what we're, we're watching. watching. So we've moved on slightly from our baking show obsession and now we've gotten hooked on one thousand pound sisters. Well, it still relates to food in a tangential way. And this is something I never thought I'd be interested in, let alone you. Like, I never thought you'd sit and watch it. I didn't either. When you first started making me watch it. Well, and no, then I, started, I was watching it on my own, and you just came up and started well, watching I'm it. I'm going to walk in a room with you and just change a TV channel. Oh, no, I mean, like, you sat down. I only watch it when you were doing something else, and you'd come up for lunch or something and sit down for a minute. But then you got really invested in it, too. I did. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, and then you're like, it's, when's the new season come out? It's and like, it just started. It's the kind of thing you're like. I don't think I'd ever watch this. And then you watch it and you're like, why am I watching this? Yeah. And then as it goes off, you're like, I can't stop seeing this. I need more. Yeah, I need more information. now. It's gotta, like television crack. Yeah, it's really good. It's a No, I wouldn't say it's really good. I'm just saying it's addictive. It's entertaining. It is entertaining. Yes. 1,000 Pound Sisters is a show on TLC, and it follows sisters Amy and Tammy Slayton. Who have a combined weight of, you guessed it, 1,000 pounds. At the start at the beginning of the, of the first show. episode of the first season. Yeah, spoiler alert, somebody loses some weight. won't say who. Well, several peoples lose weight and several peoples gains weight. And yeah, it- the first season mostly follows just Tammy and Amy, and they had their own YouTube channel prior to starting this show. Have you looked to see if they still have a YouTube channel? They do. Okay, well, that's interesting. Yeah, they do. So if you want to look and see what they look like right now, you can. 
Oh, you have, haven't you? I have not. Haven't I'm trying either. not to because the new season just came on. But I think beginning with season two, they bring in more of their family, their brother Chris and their sisters, and they're all trying to lose weight because they've all got a little extra. And every single one of these people seems like they could just be living right back where we used to live in Stanley, North Carolina. Cause yeah, they're, they're very all, down-to-earth people. They're down-to-earth. They seem like good people. Mm-hmm. Them's good people. They are, and they're fun to watch. And that's got me watching uh, Thousand Pound Best Friends now. I haven't got you into that one yet, but I think you'd like that one as well. I probably should do it the same way you do TikTok and just not do it. So you don't get sucked in. And then I'll be like, when's the next thousand pound, whatever. <laughs> it's it's my thousand pound dog. Oh, and then yeah. it then it spiraled into uh, my 600 pound life. Okay. Yeah, that's a depressing show because it's the same formula every episode. And yeah. if you've seen one, you've seen literally all of them. Well, once in a while, they're successful. I saw one today. I've only seen one. I saw one today where the guy ended up losing a lot of weight, and then I looked him up today on Facebook, and he's lost 400-something pounds. Good for him. Yeah. So, Crystal, on our arbitrarily chosen scale of 1 to 12 dog treats, what would you rate 1,000-pound sisters and why? I'm going to give it a 10. I love that show. That's higher than I expected, but okay. Well, it's like good, fun TV shows. Just light. good fun. It's, huh? it's light. I like Amy. Yeah. She's funny. Yeah. It's just, it's light. It's not, you don't have to have seen every episode to see one. You, see, you know, it doesn't really matter. You could pick up anywhere. It's not some huge dramatic storyline. I mean, there saying. is a storyline because they do go up and down and, you know, births and things happen. And there's something happening on this upcoming episode that's going to make me super duper sad. And I'd forgotten about mm-hmm. it. Now I just remembered it. Okay, well, good times. You know what's happening. Uh, I just conjectured when I told you that's what's that's happening. That's what it's going to be. Uh, probably. Mm. It involves animals, oh, no. is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, so 10 dog treats for you. 10 dog treats. I'm going to give this show, I'll go ahead and give it a nine. And I say that because I would never see me as a kind of person that watches a show like this. I'm not saying I'm too good to watch it. It's just not yeah. the kind of thing I would ever have thought, yeah, that's something I find entertaining. Yeah. But after you start watching it, and I sort of identify with some of these people in the sense that I'm not like them, <laughs> but so many people I have known throughout my life have been like them, including, you know, a lot of people that we know back from our old hometown. It's it's entertaining to listen to them talk. They sound like they could have been out of any one of our kids' rec games they were playing sports yeah, at. I think they're from it? Kentucky, so they're Southern. So they sound just, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they acted and sound just like people we would have mm-hmm. been sitting around for years watching our kids play you sports. You always enjoy the little cut scenes where they're always showing someone on a tractor. Every single every single episode. Just to there's reiterate a guy the fact. Cutting grass. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes there's a tractor, but oh. it's usually a dude on a big old John Deere cutting grass. Wasn't there one time a person sitting on a porch feeding a possum? Yeah, a pet possum? an albino possum. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that leads me to wonder about what we're getting ready to talk about in our next segment, which is going to be Layla, Layla and, and coffee, coffee and, and Oscar, maybe? maybe? Question mark. Sadly, Oscar is still MIA. We haven't seen him in quite a while now. I think the last time was when we saw him fly across the street. Yeah, the last time was uh, around Christmas, mm-hmm. I think. When he, right after, I think. He might have just been telling us goodbye. He may have been. Hopefully, he's found a new free handout somewhere. That's really all he cares about. He's much like our dogs. He's yeah. just looking for free food. I hope he's doing well. And Layla has been her normal, perfect self this week. Perfect. Yes. Does she ever do anything wrong? 
She's much like you. Well, that's actually not true. She woke me up at 3 a.m. last night because she had to go out, and it was raining the entire day yesterday and all night. So she needed to go out, but she does not like to she get wet. She will not use the bathroom in the house. No, no she matter. will not. She would explode and die. She would die. She was trained that well. Yeah, so she waited till 3 a.m. She couldn't wait any longer, and she finally went out in the pouring rain to use the bathroom. And I had to get up and let her Came in. Came back out. in like a soggy dog. Yeah, she was so wet, and she hates being wet. So you had to dry her off. This was not her fault. This was the weather. Yep. Coffee has been a little sick lately. She had a little tummy ache for a couple of days. Yeah, she did. We couldn't tell if uh, you. We gave her some cheese. I gave her some cheese. Well, I don't know. Dogs can eat cheese, but she may be lactose intolerant. We found cheese before. I'm pretty sure I'm she has. I'm thinking she just got like got into something in the yard. Yeah, maybe. there's no telling what they can find out in the yard. So luckily, she is feeling better, and all is right with the world. She's a little psychopath. Yeah, again. she's back to her happy, smiley self, and we're just gonna lay off the cheese just in case. Yeah, because apparently those two don't make a very good combination. Yeah, coffee and cheese are never good together. <laughs> So if you want to find us online, you can go to scarysavannahandbeyond.com. You can find us on all social media sites by looking for the user at Scary Savannah. We're posting a lot more shorts and reels and whatever those kids call those newfangled, really short little videos like YouTube shorts. We're doing them on Instagram. We're going to do them on TikTok. I think Facebook does it too. I'm trying to upload it everywhere. So be on the lookout for that and get some little behind the scenes stuff. I did one tonight where you can see the uh, our studio. So if you ever wondered what the back behind the cameras looks like, it's on that video. It looks so suspiciously could, like a bedroom. It does, but that's because we spent so much money to make it look like a bedroom. Yeah, it looks like a and not college a state of the art that left for college and we took over her room. In a undisclosed shuttle orbiting the Earth <laughs> in geosynchronous orbit over the North Pole. I've literally gotten almost everything of hers out of here. The rest of it shoved into that closet behind you. And I told her I told her to come and get it. And she's like, okay. Or it's I'm burning. And I was like, I'm going to get rid of it. Going to get rid of it. And if you've noticed, we've released some bonus episodes on Sundays. But we're just doing that because we're keeping that date off. So then in case we don't want to. We miss talking. And when we, don't, when we miss a week, we miss it. Yeah, we do. We like to talk, it turns out. Who would have guessed that of you? <laughs> Me. I was born talking, apparently. Probably. But if you want to get more content, then go to patreon.com forward slash scary savannah and you can help support the podcast and get exclusive videos and audio episodes about ghosts and cryptids and crime and various other things. There's more and more stuff being added. Every week, there's at least one new episode. So there's a ton of content on there already that mm-hmm. you could go listen to and check that out. Would help us out very much. I should probably join Patreon so I can see them. I've forgotten most of them at this point. <laughs> I usually watch our It'd main episodes. Like, wow, these people sound familiar. <laughs> well, I always watch the episodes on our main feed, but I haven't seen a lot of the Patreon episodes. Because you lived them. I lived it. You lived it. <laughs> also, go check out our merchandise store. We got all kinds of cool hats and shirts and coffee mugs like this here big gov mug you can see this is my mug from our halloween episode and it works so well that i used it more than once unlike clothes (laughs) that celebrities wear which apparently after you wear it one time you have to throw it away because who knew you could wash clothing and wear it twice have you ever used a washing machine you know good and well (laughs) i've turned on a washing machine 
You do know how to push the button. I do. And I know how to pull the things out of the dryer and put the things in the washing machine into the dryer and empty the lint filter and turn it back on. Uh, Flipping the laundry. That's an industry term. It is. So you can find the link for the merchandise store on our website. Just go up to the tab on scarysavannahandbeyond.com and it'll say merch and that'll take you to our merchandise store to get that cool stuff. And also, we need you to support our caffeination habit because we get low on coffee and any little donation you can do to that helps support us. And my pretty new cup. And her pretty new cup needs some coffee. She found that at a books a million and liked it so much that she actually bought it. She hardly ever buys something in a store. Right. She will buy stuff on Amazon, but mm. not usually in person. She has the discipline to put stuff back. I don't. Yeah, basically, I pick stuff up and I walk around the store with it and then I put it down. And then Every you, time. And then you go pick it up and buy it. That's what happens. Yeah. Most of the time, we'll take a buggy out, which for you people up north is a shopping cart. A shopping cart. <laughs> but we'll take that around. And as soon as I see her put something in the buggy out, I, I tell myself, is it going to be right before the register <laughs> or maybe halfway through the store before she just puts it off to the side? It's usually about right before the register mm-hmm. is when it comes out. But if you go to our website and click on that little yellow icon in the bottom left-hand corner, then you can donate coffees, and we would appreciate that very much if you could do so. We would. Please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever it is that allows you to leave reviews. If you leave us a five-star review and uh, we can find it or, or let us know you did, and we'll mail you some Scary Savannah Beyond stickers, and we would read it on the air and talk about how much of an amazing person you are because it just lights up our day when people say nice things about us because, you know, you just can't hear enough good things about Crystal. <laughs> you really can't. Now, nobody ever says anything nice about me, but yes, they every do. once in a while, they'll, you do. But um, <laughs> everybody else, you know, they just secretly talk about how weird I am. That's, That's what's endearing about you. Is that I'm weird. You're weird. <laughs> I am weird. The weirdest thing about me is the way I like to hear 15 certain short little words put together in sentence format. Join us next time in Savannah, where the ghosts and the good times live on. But do you know who might not? I'm guessing. It's going to be homeboy that was making the barbecue sauce back in the day. Didn't oh, have the idea to slap his face sauce. on the bar. Oh, James Withers sauce with this sloppy barbecue <laughs> sauce. See, I even have the jingle for him. Yeah, if he, he could have just he's so been missed an born in a different generation. Well, maybe you could hijack his image and make it yourself. That's a good idea. Has he got any living family members? That's unimportant. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.